Well, Christmas is the season for good news. And who doesn't love good news, right? You ever have someone come to you and say, all right, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Anyone ever have that happen to them before? Okay, now, be honest. Has anyone ever said, you know what, just skip the good news. I just want the bad news. Anyone ever said that in, in reply? Ben, we're going to talk later, and with your parents present, because I'm wondering if that's really... No one does that. We all want the good news. We're just debating, should we start with it or finish with it like dessert? We don't know what you know what to do with that in that situation. Well, we got to wondering around here at NBC. We thought, is there good news that is universal? Is there good news that everyone would find good and positive and think, yeah, I agree with that, that's good news. I mean, with so many different looking people, with so many different languages in the world, is it really possible that there's that there's really good news that's common to everyone? Now, many people in our neighborhood have been enjoying kind of this rustic winter wonderland out front. If you haven't yet, um, stop by and check it out. Uh, after service, um, there are some, there's a hot chocolate bar and cider and pie and all kinds of stuff to fatten you up just in time for your Christmas Eve dinner. So um, so go ahead and do that. And one of the things that we have out there is a little letters to God. And some of the people in our neighborhood have been have been writing letters and, and putting them in there. And I wanted to share um, just a couple. These are uh, anonymous, but these are written in what appears to be childlike handwriting. I don't want to make judgments, but it looks like a child probably wrote it. But here's one. It says, number one, my family will be more close together and love one another. Two, My mom and dad will stay together forever. Three, me and my family will have a great future. Here's another one. I wish I can be happy forever. I wish everybody stays healthy. I wish everybody can pick up trash. Now, do you see that there, there are some, there are some things we long for. There's some common things that we long for that we'd say, yeah, that's, that would be good news. It would be good news if, if these health issues happen. Uh, if, if our, if our families stayed together, if they loved one another more, if there was less trash in the world. Some of our teens set out to discover if, if you had hordes of people gathered in one place and could ask them a couple of questions about this, about kind of universal good news, where would you go? You would brave the mall in December, right? And that's exactly what our teens did. And so I want you to watch this short video as they discovered it. <laughs> so I ask you, what about you? Just maybe discussion for some time on this break. What would be the best news you've ever received? Think about that. And then if you could imagine, what, what would be the best news you could imagine ever receiving? Now, through the hard work and just miracle of decoration and imagination, uh, you are sitting, although it's warming up with all these bodies in here, you are sitting outside right now in a wintry wonderland, complete with trees that have snow on them. And we are, we are outside. And, and just for tonight, I want you to imagine what it must have been like to be the shepherds. Out in the cold, out with sheep. You're doing your job. You're being faithful to what's what's happening. It's probably another boring night, except for something that's that's exceptional about the night. There is a star shining exceptionally bright that night. And you're there minding your own business. Well, really minding the sheep's business, right? And all of a sudden, bam! Good news is brought to you. Remember what the, the angel said? I bring you good news of great joy. Catch this. For all people. Now, do you know what the shepherd's response was? It was fear. It was terror, in fact. 
Think about that first Christmas and then ask this. If it's such good news, why is everyone so fearful? I mean, you've got shepherds that quake at the sight. You have an angel saying, fear not, Mary. God is with you. You have another angel talking uh, to, to Joseph saying, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. First of all, when you when you think about this, you have to, to understand that sometimes ancient truths can get kind of buried by culture over time. Now, if you think of these angels as your kid's sister in a nightgown, like a white nightgown holding a harp, and that's your image of an angel, uh, then you kind of miss out on some of why the fear would would be there. That's a cultural representation of an angel, but it's not actually who showed up to deliver these messages. These were heavenly angelic beings, mighty and powerful. And they were showing up and they were delivering a message. They were on a mission from God. Gabriel was sent to announce the coming of Jesus. And he first goes to this priest named Zechariah. And as he's talking to Zechariah, here's what he says. He says, my name's Gabriel. There's only two angels mentioned by name. It's Gabriel and Michael. And Gabriel says, my name is Gabriel, and he says, I stand in the presence of God. And the implication is, I stand in the place of someone in authority awaiting orders, and here's my order to talk to you, priest Zechariah. Now, do you know what he first had to do? He had to address the sheer terror on the priest's face because he was afraid, because he was fearful of Gabriel talking to him. More fear at Christmas time. He, of course, became the dad of who? John the Baptist, right? And John the Baptist gave that great message that says, I must decrease and he must increase. You know, he was talking about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who he came to prepare the way for. So understanding just who's delivering these messages goes a long way to discovering why is there fear if it's such good news? But I want you to consider this. Good news of great joy for all people. Do you hear those adjectives? Those are some big adjectives. Good news is scary when it seems that the, the wrong person is being told this immense message. I mean, here we have powerful messengers of a holy God making a giant pronouncement. Great joy for all people. What must the shepherds have been thinking? I think you got the wrong guys. I mean, we're lowly, simple shepherds. Why would we be told this? And so I think fear accompanied them because they thought, I, I don't, I think we're in trouble. I think we did something wrong. This doesn't happen. And yet their fear led them to action. You know what they said? Let's go see. Let's go check it out. Good news also is scary when you're awakened suddenly. Have you ever been asleep and someone has come and woken you up suddenly and then given you really good news? What happens before you're joyful about the good news? What? Yeah. Fear, right? If we're honest, it's church. Let's be honest. Anger, right? I almost punched my brother in the face one time because he was waking me up from a deep sleep, right? So, so in that in-between time of being asleep and then being woken up, even if it's great news you're about to get, There's that little like, whoa, and your heartbeat is going up and your adrenaline's going immediately, right? There's fear. Until you come to your senses, it's scary. Your peaceful, relaxed state is disrupted, but joyfully disrupted. 
So it was with the shepherds. Just like the rest of the world at that time, most of the world was asleep. They were in spiritual darkness. And so it was that they came and good news was brought, but at first there was a fear that came over them. Think about this. Good news for everyone on the whole planet is disruptive, right? And yet that's just what God did. God disrupted a sleepy world with good news. And he still does. Listen to John. This is John's Gospel, chapter 1. It says this, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Catch this. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his people did not receive him. Why? Because they were asleep. They were unaware. Pulling someone out of a stupor or a slumber leaves them kind of momentarily fearful. Imagine that you've been in a coma. Imagine you've been in a coma and all of a sudden you start to show signs of life. And in that transition from being in a really deep sleep to suddenly realizing you've got a team of people around you and loved ones saying, he's alive, you're awake, wake up, you're you're okay. There's got to be that moment, that transition of utter terror to realize that the state you were in before was, was peaceful maybe, but as you look back on it, you'd say, man, I never would have it another way. I'm so glad I woke up to that. Listen to what this verse goes on to say. It says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, to be crystal clear, the one being talked about, the him in John chapter 1, is Jesus Christ, born in a manger. God sent a child to wake people from their sleep and give them the right to become his child. This is great news. It's really, really simple, but it brings great joy. And here's the best part. It's available to everyone. 